Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. It's good to be with you here on this Friday. And so we're just going to get right on in here and uh, pray to the Lord and get into our podcast today. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, every day that we can depend on your word. Your word will stand. Hallelujah. And we can uh, know that when we get in the word, God, that we can certainly uh, know how to walk and how to live for you and how to serve you, Lord. Hallelujah. And we thank you for your direction. We thank you for the light of your word that lights our path and and gives us a, a direction for our feet to walk in. Hallelujah. And we just ask that you open our ears and our hearts and our minds and our eyes, God, to hear your word in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we had been on a quest, if you will, the last um, uh, few podcasts talking about uh, sexual sin and its destruction. And there was one more thing that I wanted to add on. And uh, of course, this is just going to be an add on to that. And then we'll go into the rest of what I'm uh, going to be talking about today, but there was one more thing that I wanted to add in, and um, that is found in the book of Habakkuk. Now, that's a little book in the Old Testament, almost to the end of the Old Testament, not quite, but almost, and uh, just a little three-chapter book, but Habakkuk had something to say he did, hallelujah, and so we're going to go to chapter 2 and verse 15. And when we read this, I want you to be reminded that these things here are going on today. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that try to tell you that the word of God cannot be used to apply to today, but I got news for you. Amen. I got a news flash for you. Yes, I do. God's word will transcend hundreds, thousands of years, and still you can depend on it. Hallelujah. Yes, you can. And so, the word of God says in chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Woe unto them that give his neighbor drink, that putteth thy bottle to him, and maketh him drunken also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. Shall I read it again? Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth thy bottle to him, and maketh him drunk also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. Now, how many of you don't know that's going on today? How many of you don't know about that date rape drug that people, they go up in a bar, and that's your first mistake right there. And I'm not trying to put no blame on nobody that like you, you know, it's a, uh, you know, that you ain't got, uh, no uh, uh, fault here, though, is not true. Uh, you know, some people say, well, you know, don't blame the, the, the victim. Don't blame the victim. Well, I'm not blaming the victim, but first of all, you ought not be in a bar where somebody can stick something in your drink in the first place. If you're going to serve God, you need to get out of those bars. Get out of them places that sell that alcohol. God don't want you doing that. He don't want you drinking that alcohol. You ain't got no business up in there. Don't tell me that you're going to a bar so you can have yourself a little soda. I know that's not true, and you know that's not true. You're going in there for some other reason, and somebody could stick something up in your drink. Amen. So let's get that clear. 
You know, the Bible is, is, is certainly going to give us some wisdom along the way. The Bible says that wine is a mocker. It doesn't say a little wine is mocker. It says wine is a mocker. And strong drink is raging. It's that simple. So we ain't got no business being somewhere where the predominant thing is that they sell is alcohol. And you know full well that's what a bar is for. And so get out of the bar. And that'll help you out right there with that problem. That's the first thing. Second thing. What are you doing getting online or getting on your phone and looking somebody up that you want to have a, a, you know, a popcorn night? Is that what you're doing? You know you ain't having popcorn and watching a movie. You know full well somebody, and somebody pulling, pouring a drink, and then you go off to the bathroom, somebody drops something in your drink. The next thing you know, you're waking up naked in the bed the next morning. Well, I'll tell you, the Bible talks about this right here. And yes, it is a woe to the neighbor that does it. But let's get the, uh, the other part out of the way first. Let's get all the other problems out of the way first. Let's not put ourselves vulnerable to those type of situations. You ought to be careful where you stick and uh, you drank. And when I say drink, I ain't talking about alcohol. You're going to have to be careful where you put your soda or your milk or whatever else you're drinking. Your water, your sweet tea, whatever you got going on. You got, you know, uh, and you say, well, what do you mean? Well, I'm, I ain't talking about, you know, your family that you know and you're around all the time and you can trust them and you know them. You don't, we're not talking about that. But, you know, you get off and let's say, let's say you're at a, a, a picnic at the park. Well, ain't nobody, I don't think, going to be stupid enough to drop something in your drink and then drag your body off in front of everybody. So that probably wouldn't be the situation, would it? No. Well, let's see. Uh, you're going off to a game. You're going to be uh, drinking. You know, some of you, you get up in the game and you, you say, well, ain't nobody going to see me. I'll just have a beer or two. Well, Jesus sees you. And don't talk to me about changing the water into wine. I get so sick and tired of people misinterpreting that verse. It just makes me want to spit. But anyway, so, you know, they're not going to drug you up over there uh, in the bleachers, uh, you know, at some stadium and then drag your body off to the car. No, that's not going to happen either. Uh -uh. Now, it's always somewhere where somebody can be put to vulnerability, and you know that. So stop putting yourself in a position of vulnerability in the first place. Got to get that straightened out. And don't get mad at me. Now, and, and, and you know, and you say, well, I was in my own house and I just invited them over for, for you know, a piece of cake and a glass of milk. Is that right? Well, what were you doing alone with somebody like that? You know, just you and, and Mr. Doodaddy or... or or, or, or maybe, you know, maybe it was the other way around. Usually it's the men that are dropping stuff in the women's drinks and, and trying to get the women naked. That's, and I may, it might flip around. I mean, you never know. It could flip around or it could be, you know, uh, one, one man wanting to see the nakedness of another man. Who knows what the situation, but you know. You know. So uh, I tell you, uh, you're going to have to understand something. Your vulnerability. Your vulnerability, what are you doing? What are you allowing yourself to do? Where are you allowing yourself to go? Where are you allowing yourself to put yourself into? You say, well, uh, you know, they shouldn't have no right to do. Well, I understand that. But like I said, let's talk about this first. Because if you get this part straightened out, 
there's going to be a much less chance of this happening because so again let's go let's go down the list so we know it ain't going to happen to some big old stadium and you're watching a game and somebody just going to carry your body off while you y'all limp you know that ain't going to happen come on and 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 and, and you say well they drop it in the drink well did did you plan like hey let's go back to my place and you know we'll have a little grilled cheese huh well huh is that what we're doing now and uh yeah so uh, you know there's always a situation that seems to have preceded these it's either somebody's up in the bar and they were drinking and then they they got a plan to go and they said oh well we saw this one leave with that one or i left with this one and one thing leads to another all right so you shouldn't be in the bar the other thing is sometimes this has happened when somebody's been invited to somebody's house now i heard that uh uh you know mr cosby uh mr bill cosby uh, i heard a story one time that uh, out of one of these women's mouth i guess uh, she, was, she was invited to his house and and something went on now whether that's true i don't i i'm not here to to uh, be the judge and jury on that i think they already come out on on the deal with that one but uh, but i'm just making a point and i'm making a point about some people that people know you know what i mean so, you know, uh, well, what are you doing going to somebody's house? Why are you alone there? I, I, you know, you got to think about these things. Well, I went there to be interviewed for a job. At the house? You, you're going, you're going, and nobody else is there? I mean, come on, you got you to gotta get some wisdom about you. You got to use some wisdom. You can't just do whatever. You got to use some wisdom and all of that. And that's where we need to, uh, you know, uh, let the rubber meet the road. Okay? We need to talk about those things because if you don't put yourself in a lot of these positions, you're not going to find yourself in this situation. All right? But let's just say, all right, let's just say you're just as innocent as the day is long in the summer. Maybe you just as innocent and it all get out and somebody somehow, some way, and it just the situation just turned and all of that. Then I guess we're gonna turn to the neighbor now. And it says to you, neighbor, whoa. Did you know what whoa means? You think that don't mean nothing? Let me tell you something. It means a great deal when it's coming from God. Because it means a great cry goes out from God Almighty himself. That's what that word means. And don't you dare sit there and think it's just some little old word that don't matter. Because when a word goes out from God, it means a great cry goes out from God. You think you can sit there and give your neighbor a drink and you can put that bottle, it says to him. That means what you doing with it. What's your uh, stuff that you got, you put up in there. And it tells you right there so that you could see their nakedness. Now I got a question for you. What is such a problem with you that you got to get somebody less than sober so you can have sex with them? You can't find nobody to marry so you can have a sex life? You know, you're going to have to get yourself right with God. You're going to have to turn around from your sin and you're going to have to say to yourself, 
All right, I got a sex drive and this, that, and the other. And then look in the book of Corinthians and the Bible says, you got, you know, if, you, if y'all are hot and bothered, you know, don't you know God prepared marriage for the Lord to put a marital couples together? That, you know, if you want somebody to be busy with and all, God is not approved. God created it himself for us to enjoy and all that. But God said he wanted it done in the confines of a marital relationship, not just humping and bumping everybody that you see. And show not nobody that you got drunk or you got less than sober because of something you stuck up in their drink. And God is not going to be pleased with you. You think God didn't see what you did? I'm going to tell you what God saw what you did. And if you got a plan to do it, you better stop that plan tonight. Do you hear me? This is a Friday night. You know how many times on the weekend that these things, you go on the uh, phone on Monday and you can sometimes see the situation has popped up such as this. And why is it? Why is it that people have gone down this kind of road? Well, let's look at 2 Timothy. We're going to go on. We're going to go on from there. But you didn't think the Word of God talked about that, did you? It sure did. And God is not going to be pleased with what you did. Sticking that stuff in their drink just so you could see their nakedness. You know what I mean? I mean, the world has got a problem with their sexual situation. They, you know, they just, you know, they, they just think, well, well I'm going to take it whether they're going to give it or not. And then they go and, and, and do things to people's drinks just, just because they think, well, I, I'll just take over and I'll just do what I want. Well, I'm going to tell you what, God's going to get you. You don't think he will? When God puts a woe out, and he's already put the woe out for what he said. He already talked about that situation, and you better understand, God is already upset about it. No matter what generation it is, God's already upset about that nonsense, and you better stop it, because God is not going to tolerate that. The woe has already gone out to you. And so when you meet God, you're going to meet that woe you are. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Second Timothy. We're going to go on to Second Timothy. Now, in 2 Timothy, we, we, we said uh, here a minute ago, why are people acting like this? What's going on? Well, let's see uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And it says, this know also. He said, you got to know this too. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. That word perilous means dangerous. There are dangerous times are coming. And I'll tell you what, we are in those dangerous times now. We are in the last days now. We are in the last of the last days, and it's telling us dangerous times to come, you see. And so we've got to be aware. We've got to be aware of our surroundings. We've got to be aware of what we're doing. We've got to make sure we don't get off somewhere we ought not be. We've got to make sure we can't be alone with some people. You know, there ain't nothing wrong and this is what I taught my children. I said, you're going to date in my house. I said, you're going to have a chaperone. And they thought I was old-time fashioned. You say, well, that's that's like way back. No, I was raising. No, y'all don't understand. This is my teenagers I was raising just, just 10 years ago. And I told them how it was going to be less than 10 years ago. And, and I say, you ain't going. I said, you're going to sit on the couch. I said, you better have a, enough space between the two of you. All you do is touch the tip of your fingers or something. That's about it. Don't you let the lips touch. Now, nothing. Because, uh, you know, you can sit there and you can smile all you want, but you want to have sex. You're going to have to get married. 
And you say, well, that kind of foolishness is foolish and da-da-da. You know what? The Bible says that the world's ways are foolish. It ain't God's ways that are foolish. It's man's ways that are foolish. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, so there's dangerous times that are coming. You've got to watch out. You've got to be careful. You can't just be hopping in bed with one uh, person and another. Don't you know the disease you could get? And people just run around getting on the phone, look at somebody, well, I'm going to go see this person now. I have a good time. That looks really hot and good to me. And then, and, and, and then next thing you know, you, 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 you're laying in a hospital somewhere or somebody beat you half to death or tried to kill you. And that goes on too. Don't sit there and think it don't. You sit there and laugh all you want, but I'm going to tell you what. And you say, well, I thought this was a podcast for Christians. Do you know how many people that claim to be Christians are doing these things? Y'all going to have to repent. Don't you know God's coming after a clean church? You think you can play games like this? God's not going to put up with this. You better stop it. That's what you better do. Now, let's go on. Chapter 3 and verse 12. It says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, dangerous time are coming. And those that are going to live for God, we're going to be persecuted. You're just going to have to understand that. You say, well, what are you getting persecuted for? Well, we're getting persecuted because we're trying to live right. And people don't, uh, you know, don't you know that's how it is nowadays? You try to live right. And boy, I'll tell you what, people going to get mad at you if you say certain things. They don't like it. You know, if you tell them, look, I want my children. Uh, I'll tell you what, if my children, it, I'm glad my children are raised now. Because I'll tell you what, I, I don't know what would happen to me. Because I, I tell you, this day and age, and it all has been is like a difference of 10 years. I tell you what, I'm so glad my kids are on and graduated and everything because I, I, I would not, I'm glad that I don't have little children in elementary school because I'll tell you what, I, I'd be one of those on the phone that people be seeing. I'm being carted off because I don't like some of the things that are going on. Amen. And so, uh, you know, those that are going to live for God, they're going to be persecuted. If you're really going to serve God, you're going to be persecuted. You're just going to have to understand that. That's, that's what's happening. And this is, this is last day stuff, guys. That's what this is, last day's things. Now, let's look at chapter 4. We're going to go on to chapter 4 in 2 Timothy. And I hope I've been saying that, but it's 2 Timothy chapter 3 that uh, I'm in now. And uh, we're going to look at... Uh, Let's see, we got 12. No, let, now we're going to go down to chapter 4. All right, we're going to be in chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. All right, let's pay attention now. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Hmm, ain't that interesting. People don't want to live the way they used to be taught. And you know why? Because they don't, they, they can't endure it. They can't endure sound doctrine. Do you understand what that means? In other words, the doctrine that was taught long while ago <clears throat> that doctrine of holiness and living separate from the world you know people didn't have a problem with it before but now they can't endure that kind of sound doctrine no so now you're going to get preachers in there they're going to tell you whatever you want to hear and so it says but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears well what's causing it their own lust so whatever it is that uh, they desire, and that word lust don't have to deal with uh, just sex. Don't you know there's preachers that people go to and they want to hear these doctrines about if I serve Jesus, I'm going to get rich. 
Huh? The prosperity gospel. So guess what? You got a bunch of people in there. Woo! I won't hear that because I won't get rich. Happy day, happy day. I'm going to tell you what. You're not going to have the happy day when you meet Jesus because you got a spirit of covetousness and you better repent. You got to turn around and go the other way because covetousness is going to take you to hell. You're going to have to repent. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so verse 3, it says, But after their own lust, they heap to themselves teachers. They heap. You just pile it on. I got to go find me and let me tell you right now. Don't you worry about it. You sure enough can find you a teacher that will just go right on and tell you what you want to hear. It's the truth. You can get in the phone book. I'll tell you what. You got all kinds of preachers in the Houston area that will tell you whatever you want to hear. And you know that's the truth too. Amen. And they got itching ears. They say, you know, I'll tell you what you want to hear if you just, you know, line my pocketbook and make sure I live in a really nice area of Houston. Uh-huh. Yeah, come on now. Verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. The truth. Don't you know what that means? That means there is truth in the Bible then. There is truth. There is a doctrine of truth. And yet they're going to turn from it. Amen. Lord, help us, Jesus. And then it says, and shall be turned unto fables. In other words, they're going to listen to a bunch of stories. They're, they'll listen to anything. They're going to listen to anything, whatever you tell them. I remember one time I was reading this article. I just, I, it just blew my mind. It's like, can you believe these people? And there was a woman. And she claimed to be a Christian. And she had, I'm not kidding, she, the woman had about 10, 12 people. And you say, well, that ain't much. But listen, this, this, each one of these individuals is a soul. You understand? And she got these 10, 12 different people. They all claim to be Christians. But they're out in the forest and, 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 and loving on the trees and talking to the trees and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was absolutely gone mad uh, kind of preaching stuff. And she uh, was up there talking and leading them, and it had a whole, don't you know the newspaper sure enough had a heyday. Yeah, the media will do what you want, so you can just hear all the nonsense going on. But that's, that is what happened, and she got those, she got enough of them out there, and they're out there doing that, and, 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 and they all got their own ideas of what they're going to be doing with the trees and all this other kind of nonsense. And that's flat-out nonsense. And I can point to verse after verse about the nonsense of that. But I'll tell you what, people are turning their ears away from the truth. That means there is truth. You cannot sit there and say, well, my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. No, that's not going to matter a bit when you meet Jesus because truth is what Jesus has said in the word and the book, the whole Bible talks about Jesus from the front to the back. Amen. You don't believe that? You ain't read the Bible. Because all the way from the front to the back, this book is about Jesus. Amen. And so now we're going to move into the next book, which is Titus. And it's right next door to 2 Timothy. And we're going to finish up with chapter 2 and verses 11 through 13. Chapter 2 of the book of Titus and 11 through 13. Because we need to look at this for a minute. It says... For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Pay attention. Teaching us that. Now this is what the grace of God will teach you. 
For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. And it is verse 12 that goes on. But if you remember what I told you before, if y'all listening, these were not put to chapter and verse in the original text. No, it was a continual flow of thought. So it's going to go on to say, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And then there's a comma. Teaching us that. In other words, the grace of God is teaching us what? Denying ungodliness and worldly lust. That's what the grace of God teaches you. I had a conversation with somebody today because they wanted to twist up what the grace of God means. And I had to sit there and explain to that person that what they were doing is taking the scriptures and twisting them to uh, actually uh, appease what they wanted to, uh, to hear and to believe. And uh, so uh, it says here that the grace of God is going to teach us to deny godly, uh, ungodly uh, and worldly lust. And that it's also going to teach us what? That we should live soberly. You know, if you stay out of the bar, you don't have to have a problem with uh, living soberly. You say, well, that ain't talking about that. Oh, I got, I got verses to prove to you that that's exactly what it means in some of these verses. It's talking about abstaining from alcohol. And I don't care if some preachers are not telling the truth. They're lying to you. And you're going to have to stop being lied to. You want to be lied to? Well, the reason why you want to be lied to is because the Bible, we just read it. People are taking preachers with itching ears and they'll take whatever they want to hear that's going to please them. So if you want to keep on drinking and getting drunk and partying and doing all that, you're going to find a preacher and you know you can. You're going to find a preacher that's going to tell you that so that you can feel just fine and you can have your hangover tomorrow and go to church on Sunday. Well, I'm going to tell you what, that's not the Jesus that spoke about and taught in the Bible. That is not how the Bible reads. That is not what God's word teaches us. Amen. But it teaches us instead that we are to deny ungodliness and we are to deny worldly lust and we are to live soberly, righteously, and godly. That's what it says in verse 12. Soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And the reason that verse was put to uh, uh, task to say this present world is because it was going to transcend down through our generation even now. In this present world, in this present time, we are to live soberly and righteously and godly right here and now in this time that we live in. Right now. And then it says in verse 13, what are we looking for? Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're looking for our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come and take us away. And so, with all of that said, and looking at what uh, we have seen in the Scripture today, don't you know that there's perilous times that have come? Don't you know that people are literally taking teachers? You don't have to have a religious teacher. People are taking all kinds of teachers. They're taking life coaches and all these different types of people. And, uh, oh, I'm going to listen to my uh, yoga instructor. They'll listen to anybody. But somebody's going to talk about the Word of God. They're going to go on and listen to anybody else except somebody that got the truth. But I got news for you. You better wake up. You better wake up and smell that Holy Ghost because I'm going to tell you what, one of these days the Holy Ghost is going to be lifted up off this earth and you're not going to have the opportunity to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost as you do now. 
But God wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not trying to be mean to nobody. I'm not trying to be hateful to nobody. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, uh, trying to, uh, you know, make you feel like you're lower than low. But I want you to understand something. We have all sinned to come short of the glory of God. And we, every last one of us, have got to repent of our sins and turn to the living God. Because we are living in perilous times. And just as the Bible wrote by the mouth of a prophet that there were people then and now there still is people that causing people by what they put in their drink so that they can rape them. Look at their nakedness and doing all that kind of thing. You don't tell me the Bible don't fit to this day. Yes, it does. And there's times that we are living in now and people just want to play games with God. I got news for you, folk. We got to stop all that. We've got to turn from our wicked ways and turn around towards the living God because he's coming after the church. And we are looking for his appearing. But you know what? He's coming back after a blood-washed church. He's coming back after a church that's been washed. Hallelujah! Thank you from their sins. And so uh, we're going to have to get right. You're going to have to turn from your sin. That's what repentance is. We've got to repent. And be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. That's what it says in the back book of Acts in chapter 2 and 38. And then it says, and you shall receive. There's not if you, but you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. God wants to baptize you with that Holy Ghost and fire. And God will give you that Holy Ghost to give you strength and power and anointing to live this life and to live a godly life. Because certainly, those of us that walk with God, there's times that come as persecution. I've been persecuted from time to time. Certainly not like the early church, but I've had my moments and I've had my times. And I'm going to tell you what's not fun but I just hang on to Jesus because that's all I got sometime uh, you know you, I, I remember going into a meeting one time and that's all I had I told somebody before I left I said all I got is Jesus I said I don't have a lawyer I ain't got nothing I said all I got is the Lord and the Lord made a way and so uh, but I was being persecuted because of my beliefs literally and it was uh, attached to the job that I had now so uh, but God made a way hallelujah and God will continue to make a way but you've got to make up your mind to serve him and know that God's going to be on your side he's going to stand there with you he's going to walk with you amen but we've got to come out from among them and be separate and let God change our life won't you let God change your life you say I thought this was a podcast speaking to those who are already saved well maybe you thought you were saved and you've been thinking after you've been listening to some of these podcasts and maybe you're not saved and you need to get saved. Maybe you were one of those that had a heaping, you, you heaping upon yourself, one of them teachers with itching ears and you realize I've got me a false preacher. I got to turn away from that and live for God. I want you to find yourself a church that will baptize you in Jesus' name. I want you to find a church that's going to believe that there's only but one God. Amen. Hallelujah. There's only but one God. And that's what the Bible says here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There ain't no two Lord, three Lord, or whatever Lord, or how many Lords you got going on. There's only one God. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us right there, we just read it in Titus. We're looking for the great uh, God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It tells you right there, he's the God that we're looking for. Amen. And we take on his name. Why? Because he's our God. He's our Lord. He's our master. We want him to rule and reign in our hearts. Won't you let Jesus take over? You see, Jesus loves you. And if you are somebody that you, you thought you 
maybe were walking with God, and now you're beginning to want to do, uh, listen. You better listen to the pull of the Holy Ghost. And if you've got things that you just, you, you think you can just do whatever you want and just keep on living for God as long as you call on Jesus, everything's fine. Jesus didn't even teach that. He didn't teach that. He, he said, I'm going to tell them I didn't know them. And he said, they, they cast out demons. They're going to talk about how they cast out demons and how they did this in his name and that in his name. But none of that's going to matter because Jesus said, I'm going to look up and tell them I don't know them because of the sin that was in their life. That's what he said. He said, because of their iniquity. And so we've got to repent. We've got to turn away from our sin, folks. So if you, somebody that claimed to follow Jesus and you, you, you know you ain't living right. You know that you've been doing things that you not shouldn't shouldn't be doing according to the Word of God, and that's you know that is our our what shall we say litmus test, the Word of God. You know it's going to test us. Are, are you really serving Him? Well, let's look at the Word of God. Let, let's match it up to what Jesus says and how Jesus uh, taught His apostles and how His apostles taught the church. Are we lining up? We've got to look to see what the Lord wants. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to know everything all at once. I certainly got sense enough to know that uh, the Bible says here, there, here, a little, there, a little, and, and uh, uh, glory to glory and faith to faith. We know move in God and we grow in God, but you've got to continue to grow in God. You've got to have a starting point somewhere, and that starting point is with repentance, and then whenever we go on from there, we continue to obey the rest of what God's Word says. And we get baptized in Jesus' name. And, and we submit to God. And the Bible says that He gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey Him. So if you obey Him, God's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And then He'll give you that Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you what, it's a gift of God. And inside that gift is many gifts. God can bless you with whatever gift He wants to give you. And He's going to help you to realize that gift one day. And He's got a good life plan for you if you just turn to Him. You say, well, I, I've been serving Jesus all this time, and now I, I don't know if I really was. I thought I was. And Well, get to looking at the Word of God. Let the Word of God test you and see where you are. And if you've got to, you know, step up and say, Lord, I just haven't been meeting up where I should, and, and repent and, and move forward. And if it means that you've got to change churches to, preach, uh, to be preached to the truth instead of a lie, then make that change. Amen. And people have done it. I used to be Baptist. I'm sure not Baptist no more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God can do anything. Now, I know there's some good Baptists, and I don't want to be slamming and hurting nobody, but I'm just saying, uh, you got to get down and find out what God's Word says, the whole Word of God, God's whole Word. And so I'm glad you've been with us today or tonight, this evening. And I hope you have a good weekend, and I hope that you will find yourself a place to go to worship God this weekend. And I hope that you stay away from those bars and those parties and those kind of things where them drinks can be messed with. Let's not put ourselves in a vulnerable position. And then all of you that's got a mind to do that, God's got a woe coming to you. Oh, yes, God's got a woe coming to you. You better watch out because God's going to get you. So the best thing for you to do is repent. Get rid of that drug, whatever that mess is. Put it away. Throw it away somewhere down the toilet so no child can get to it or anybody else. And 
get yourself down to an altar of prayer and repent and turn from your wicked ways. In the name of Jesus. Well, may God bless you and keep you over the weekend. May you find a place to serve God. In Jesus' name, amen.